As we enter the new year, globalist technocrats bent on a new world order are already plotting to engineer what they call the next step in human evolution. Today we'll explore the fourth industrial revolution and the great reset in this episode of Anarchy in America with Christian Gomez. Joining us today to discuss the coming fourth industrial revolution and the Great Reset is Alex Newman, the senior editor of The New American and the host of Behind the Deep State. We're glad to have you back on today. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much, Christian. Some of us will recall from school the three industrial revolutions, the first spanning between 1760 to the mid-19th century with the invention of the steam engine and the railroads, and the second industrial revolution beginning in the late 19th century through early 20th century with the inventions of the light bulb, telegram, teleprinter, telephone, and the assembly line production, and the third industrial revolution taking off in the late 70s and 80s through the early 21st century with the advent of personal computers, disks, calculators, mainframes, and the internet. So Alex, what new technologies are expected to come out of this new fourth industrial revolution, and how do globalists like Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum and author of various books about the Industrial Revolution, believe they will alter humanity and reshape the world forever. Yeah, if you listen to what the globalists themselves, especially Klaus Schwab, say about the Fourth Industrial Revolution, they're really not hiding it anymore. Uh, they, they view the Fourth Industrial Revolution as a process that culminates with uh, the merger of man and machine. And I'm not using hyperbole. That's literally what they're saying. You can listen to speeches by Klaus Schwab. It's at the end what, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. It's sort of crazy. So they're, they're literally talking about you know, brain implant chips that are going to be able to read your thoughts and manipulate your thoughts. They're talking about being able to control your computer systems uh, only through mental activity. And there's already been a lot of progress in making this type of technology a reality. Who, you know, who knows what DARPA and others have been working on, but even the what's available for public consumption, this has now uh, become a reality. We have Elon Musk talking about he needs human volunteers now. They're at that stage where they want to saw open your skull and stick a, a microchip in there, fuse it with your brain. So, you know, very, very dark changes. I, I think, you know, the other industrial revolutions, there were some really positive things that came out of them. As far as this fourth industrial revolution, to me, it sounds like a, a techno utopian nightmare. And as, as some of these people themselves are saying, you know, they call this movement transhumanism. Uh, they're talking about literally the end of humanity. Uh, one of the guys who's really pushing this, the uh, Israeli author of a book called Homo Deus, uh, he, he gave a speech and he said that, uh, yeah, within a couple hundred years, uh, humans won't exist anymore as we know them. Didn't he say that humans would be as far different from man is today to the Neanderthal, to uh, that's how different the man of the future will be to the man of now. More different, even. Yeah. So there'd be a bigger even. difference between man today and this future hybrid Frankenstein freakish combination of man and computer, um, as uh, you know, humans were supposedly uh, away from Neanderthals. So. Yeah, and of course, and, and part of these fourth industrial technologies that Schwab talks about is designer babies and being able to go into the DNA and alter and customize 
what um, attributes we want future children to have. So uh, this kind of takes me back to the early 20th century. You had, of course, inspired by Darwin, the whole um, eugenics movement. And then out of that, you get people like Hitler and Stalin and their desire for the new man, the uber man, this perfect man that's going to inhabit a perfect utopian society. Is that basically... Uh, what's happening today with the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution? Is it is it the same old ideas of Darwin, Marx, and Hitler and Stalin, but given a new technocratic skin, so to speak? It's almost exactly what's happening here, Christian. And, and you have several people who are just like direct links, right? So you mentioned eugenics. Well, Planned Parenthood, of course, was founded by the notorious eugenicist Margaret Sanger, who was a flaming racist, an absolute lunatic, uh, no problem giving speeches to the Klan and uh, talking about the you know the Negro Project. Oh, we we got to use the the black pastors to convince the black community to stop having so many babies and you know things like that. Unbelievable these these people. And uh, one of the people on the board of Planned Parenthood back then was Bill Gates's father. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And today we have Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, one of the richest men on the planet, running around talking about altering our DNA. In fact, in 2018, he wrote an article in Foreign Affairs, the mouthpiece of the deep state apparatus known as the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, bragging about gene editing. The article was actually headlined, Gene Editing for Good. And so these technocrats, if you will, have this idea that uh, God must have messed up when he created our genetic code, when he created our DNA. But these guys know better. And, you know, they, they use the, the obvious examples. Well, somebody with a genetic defect, somebody who maybe has some sort of genetic problem, we're going to go in and fix it. But think about what these people are saying. You know, they, they went from genetically engineering crops to now talking about genetically engineering human beings. And Frankly, I think this is terrifying. I think it flies in the face of basic morality, Christian ethics, you know, biblical principles, and it's very, very dangerous. And that's the world that they're moving toward. They, they want, and they're saying it openly. Bill Gates is now talking about his vaccines are going to edit our genetic code to help us fight COVID better. Uh, this is the direction they want to move. And I think if humanity doesn't stand up loudly and clearly and say, no, we're not going to be merged with machines. No, we're not going to let you manipulate our genetic code. Uh, that is what the future holds for us. How exactly is is the COVID-19 uh, pandemic being used to push the Great Reset? Well, the COVID-19 pandemic is, is really, in my view, kind of a side issue. It's the government response to the COVID-19 pandemic that's really the pretext here. And so one of the key things is they're burning down the economies of the planet. And not really. I mean, there's plenty of people who are doing fantastically. Uh, Jeff Bezos, the Bilderberg uh, founder of Amazon, uh, he has seen his wealth double since this pandemic began. He's using the Washington Compost, the the Washington Post, which he bought to fan the flames of hysteria and demonize governors who won't go along with the agenda. Uh, Because as long as there's lockdowns, Amazon does really well. And and same thing with Walmart, right? For some reason, Walmart is essential, but mom and pop business that's struggling to stay around uh, is not essential. And so Walmart shares have increased more than 50% since this hysteria began. And so you have this consolidation of power. But what's happening is the middle class is being completely and utterly destroyed. Uh, the uber wealthy are doing phenomenally well. Many of them, I think, knew what was coming. George Soros, for example, this guy was already convicted of insider trading. Uh, these people know they have a, at least a good general idea of where things are going to be moving and they invest accordingly. So while they're rolling in money, the middle class, the independent farmer, the independent small business owner, the you know the person who invested their life savings in a restaurant, uh, these people are being absolutely destroyed. 
but it's not by COVID. COVID's not doing anything that, you know, anybody, I mean, it's aside from, you know, health concerns, but COVID is not destroying businesses. COVID is not destroying the middle class. Government policies are doing those things. And so what these great reset proponents are saying is, well, look at all the economic pain. Look at all the people who don't have jobs now. Look at all the businesses that were destroyed. Let's just have a great reset. And basically, we'll get everybody dependent on government. Right? One of the big things is we're going to start getting everybody hooked on government. We might even do a universal basic income. And so I think we have more economic pain in store, and I think they're going to use that as the pretext for bringing all this in. And um, when you read what they have in mind for the Great Reset, you realize this is totalitarianism. This is technocracy. This is a complete and total departure from what our founding fathers had in mind, from self-government, from government that exists to protect the God-given rights of individuals. In fact, all of that will go out the window if these Great Reset totalitarians get their way. You mentioned closing down the mom and pop uh, shops. Wouldn't the end result be all that's left is Amazon, the Internet? And isn't that similar to right after the Bolshevik Revolution? One of the first acts that Lenin and the Bolshevik government did in Russia was they nationalized all the land of the country. No more will we have private ownership of farms and so forth because private ownership leads to exploitation of the masses, so they said. So now we're going to have everyone owns the land, except no one owns, except in reality, everybody owns nothing. So is that where all this is headed? Because if your business is closed, how can you afford your mortgage payments? You can't afford that. If you're a landlord and the government has a rent freeze, you can't keep these people out. What happens after that? Where does all of this go? Where does that leave the average person? Yeah, that, that's what's coming, Christian. In fact, when the as the dollar continues to decline, and that's already happening, I suspect that's going to accelerate. Uh, their goal is to relieve us all of our property. And I don't have to speculate to know that. In fact, they have told us that. They've been very bold. The World Economic Forum, which is pushing the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution, uh, they've been saying now for months that in the future, in the not-too-distant future, in fact, these predictions were— well, predictions were for the year 2030. We're less than 10 years away from that now. And they said that in the year 2030, you will own nothing. That's a direct quote from their video. They also have an article on the World Economic Forum's website that begins, you will own nothing, right? In the future, you will own nothing. And they also say, you will be happy. And so what we're talking about here is this disgusting fusion of communism, fascism, and feudalism. And the elites have had this in mind for a very long time. I pointed this out in my recent article at The New American. Um, Carol Quigley, you can see the book behind me, Tragedy and Hope. This was a mentor to Bill Clinton, a history professor at Georgetown University. And he was very, very close to the elites, we shall say. In fact, he viewed himself that way. He bragged that he was been close to them for decades. He had an opportunity to read their papers for a couple of years. Uh, and he says that their end goal is a world system of financial control able to dominate the political system of each country and the world economy as a whole. And he said this global system was going to be organized on feudalist principles. And for those who slept through uh, you know, elementary school civics and history, Feudalism was the economic system where the people owned nothing, right? The the lords, the monarchy, the uh, the barons owned everything. And if you were a good serf, they would let you have a little small farm you could farm on. And if you were a, a dutiful and obedient and good little serf and you surrendered, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 percent of what you produced to your lord and you did military service whenever you were called upon and you handed over your children to go serve in his pet, you know, whatever the lord demanded. If you did all those things, yeah, you could rent your 
your little piece of property uh, at the pleasure of your overlords. And that is really the model that we're moving toward. You're going to have a, an elite class that owns everything under the guise of uh, the people. And then all the rest of us, if we're fortunate enough to stick around, will uh, will own nothing. We'll, and they say this openly. We will rent everything. It sounds like they're trying to repeal the, the free market revolution and uh, the ideas of Adam Smith and Hayek and literally take us down the road to serfdom in the form of, uh, you know, government oligarchs ruling our lives. What can people do? Those who are watching right now and they're concerned about the fourth industrial revolution, this great reset, and how that's going to affect their lives, their children, and their grandchildren. Well, I think everybody needs to get involved. And the first step in getting involved is becoming educated yourself. So if, you, if this is all new to you, go over to thenewamerican.com, start reading, uh, get books, right? Books are important. And <laughs> there's really something to be said for that. Uh, readers are leaders and non-readers can't be leaders. So uh, people need to get up to speed. You won't be very effective in the freedom fight if you don't know anything, if you don't know who these people are, what they're up to, who we are as a nation. So we really need to be clear that education is key. And then once we are educated as individuals, we can go out and educate others. And, and I think that's really the only long-term strategy for protecting freedom. Uh, we also need, I think, a return to morality and to the Christian biblical principles that underpin our nation. Uh, if the people still had biblical morality, a, a belief in biblical morality, the idea of getting rid of private property would be absolutely ridiculous. God's the one who ordained private property. He said, thou shalt not steal. These people are talking about stealing everything. Right? I mean, you, you can't get more un biblical than that. So, uh, you know, return to morality, uh, individuals educating themselves and then educating others. Uh, this is really the key. And we actually have a, a cover story in the New American Magazine coming out uh, very soon on the Great Reset. We'll break it down for you, who these people are, what they're up to, what their plans are, what they themselves have said. And I think that'll be a really valuable tool for uh, members of JBS, for activists who want to get involved. Order 10, 20, 30 copies of that. Give one to your pastor, give one to your city councilman, give one to your mayor your state representative, your congressman, whoever it is, uh, and, and maybe just your neighbors, and help get the word out. Because if these people succeed, liberty, self-government, and, and all the things that we hold dear are going to be uh, abolished and, and destroyed. That's how serious this is. Wow, that's a lot. But thank you, Alex, for that. And we'll keep our eyes open for that issue. You can follow both Alex Newman's many articles and the Behind the Deep State videos further delving into the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the Great Reset, and transhumanism on thenewamerican.com. If you haven't already done so, begin this new year as a member of the John Birch Society and a subscriber to the, new, to the print edition of The New American. Until next week, God bless.